doesn't. No. All right, here we go. Um, all right, here and okay. Hi there, and welcome to our very special guest, as I mentioned, Maz Farrelly. Maz, thank you so much for joining us. Yay! Oh, <laughs> it is both a pleasure and an extraordinary honour for you to ask me to be on your podcast because you know I think you are magnificent. Uh, and likewise, Maz, I think we have the mutual admiration society. <laughs> Good. I need my numbers um, pushed up. Great. <laughs> Maz, uh, and for those who are listening, you're listening to this series that is um, called Courage in a Crisis. So it's a series of podcast series and video series for those who are listening and watching that are put together. And when COVID-19 hit and we're in this pandemic, I said, okay, I need to go and interview. Who are the 12 people that I would go, these are the 12 people I want around me if I'm in a crisis. <laughs> and, and so we've had some amazing guests on, people who are experts in resilience, in bouncing back and all these things. And I was like, okay, if I had to go through this, I'd want, I definitely need Maz. Maz is on my list and Maz is the person I would, uh, I would be coping in a crisis with. So thank you so much for joining. Um, Maz, the reason there are so many reasons for this, and the, I guess the first thing is, you know, obviously, can you? I'll let you. I might let you talk. I might let you tell us a little bit about your background. I've I've done a little bit in the intro, but love to hear it from you. Can you tell us about obviously the work you've done, and then and the work you're doing now? Like you you've had a, a quite a significant career shift, business not business shift, but you've had a lot of. A lot of things going on in your career. So I, I don't know where to start. So there's so much there. So you, you fire away. Yes, it's been a very crazy career. And if I came <laughs> back, I wouldn't change a single thing because I've loved every single moment of it, the good and the bad. Um, I started life as a stylist in London and absolutely mm. fabulous was based on my agent. So I genuinely traveled the world first class, went to champagne parties all the time. It was dressed beautifully and genuinely that was my life. 100%. Uh, then I went to work in telly <laughs> and I really got into television to do uh, hard hitting politics uh, and I ended up making comedy entertainment and reality shows. So chalk, mm -hmm. cheese, uh, <laughs> and the ones that uh, everyone kind of knows and everyone remembers, uh, I did five series of Big Brother here and in the UK, uh, The X Factor, yes. Farm What's a Wife, which was just the loveliest show in the world because they genuinely fall in love with each other and have children mm. and get married and it's very, very sweet. Uh, the Celebrity Apprentice, which yes. is like taking acid, I suspect. I've never <laughs> taken acid, but I suspect it's very <laughs> like that because you have lots of celebrities. And celebrities are very unusual people because celebrities are always the most famous person in that room until right. you bring in another 11 celebrities and then they're not. So it's like an only child at a birthday right. party. You kind of look in the around and go, I'm going to show my toys. So that was interesting. Uh, and I helped create Q&A for the ABC. So I've done yes. shows on sport and cooking and dancing and singing and oh, Dancing with the Stars, uh, lots of stuff yes. in the UK, worked in LA for a while. And then uh, one day I woke up and it was like I looked at television and went, I don't love you anymore. And it's not you, it's me. And normally with partners, it's the other way around. It's nothing to do with me, it's completely you. Uh, but it was, yeah, me looking at TV and going, I don't love you anymore. And I thought, I wonder what I can do with my skills from television. And mm. I realized that 
when I have content available, it's always number one. So whatever is up against me doesn't win. I win every single time. Right. So every show I've made really right. has been number one. Uh, mm. And I think I have an ability to communicate messages to people. I understand mm. why people watch and listen. And it's because for 24 mm. hours a day, I was paying attention to what people watch. And every decision I made was about what's going to engage you so you watch me. Because I'm in competition with everybody yes. and everything. I'm in competition with your children, with exercise, with books. I'm in competition with the weather. Really good day. Mm. People don't watch TV. So mm. I have to get people's attention. I have to hook them in and keep them. So now I do that with people. Uh, so someone said I'm like a horse whisperer for humans and another friend called me the CEO whisperer. So essentially I take people, I make them the absolute best version of them. They can be interesting in you know, the way they dress, the way they look, the way they move, uh, how they pitch themselves. Because yes. I say this to people all the time, Jane, and you know this, and anyone who's heard me gabbling on before will know this. It is not <laughs> my job to be interested in you or your business. It is yes. your job to be interesting yes. and I cannot say that enough to people if it's not so let's just repeat that Maz that I think that it, I just love it every time you say this and I, I find myself repeating it to other people so yes it's not it's true it is yeah not so my it's job not my job to, to be, be interested. interested it is your it's job my job to be interesting. it's my job to be interesting it's not your job to be interested it's my job to be interesting it is nobody's mm. job to listen to me it's yep. my job to be interesting. If you mm. are on a podcast or on a stage or on television or on the radio, it's a privilege. It's a real mm. privilege. It's not a right. So mm. you have to earn it. And if you're inviting people to a meeting, you have to make it an interesting meeting. Otherwise, mm. they're not interested. And they'll be looking at you, but they're not listening. Right. And you know yourself, you'll have been at conferences where you're looking at the stage, but you're thinking, I might just have my hair, I might go a little bit darker. And maybe when I get home, I'll just get rid of all my socks and I might get those little socklets. And you're literally like a million miles away (laughs) and you're staring, but you're not listening. And I say to people, it's not interesting to read. I won't read it. I won't click through on your website. It's not interesting. If you post something, I won't watch it. And that's not because I'm particularly mean. I'm just everyone else. Yes. No. And that's the irony. That's what I love about you, Maz. For those who uh, haven't worked with Maz, Maz is the most beautiful kindest sweetest person she doesn't have a bad word to say about anybody she's always uh, an advocate for people but what i love about how you operate is when you switch over into it here's what's commercial or here's what your audience are thinking um i love that because you just go no that's it's boring it <laughs> it's not interesting oh, and it's not that you mean that i mean that it's personally respectful. it's it's because you're the voice of the audience that is that we're trying I to get to right um everybody we are all everybody yeah. and when i speak to the government you know i do stuff with big corporates and with the government and yes. i say you think your audience is not my audience mm. that's what you think but when yes. my product's available Three million people buy my product every time it's available. Now, wouldn't it be lovely if your company, three million people bought your product every time? You know, you can't do anything with my product. You can't put it in a cupboard. You can't drive it. You can't eat it. You can't hang it on a wall. No. You can't wear it. It's over really quickly. And yes. no value to your life apart from 
little bit of entertainment, hopefully, although occasionally yes. not even that. But, you know, it's, it's a product that doesn't really give you anything and yet people want it. And I say to people, yes. saying to the government when I was talking to them, uh, and I was in there for something else, and um, they said, what else do you do? I said, right. So I get people to vote for people they don't know yeah. and outcomes yeah. that do not affect them. And mm. they give me money for the privilege of doing so. And you can see them going, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, hello. So, yeah, if you want someone to read something, if you want your company, your colleagues, your board, your clients to be engaged with what you are selling them or the message you're giving yes. them, you have to deliver it in a way that they want to hear it. Because if they don't, it's not going in. And if it's not going in, you're in trouble. Well, you, you're not having any results, are you? And I think this is, this is the big thing that stood out for me. So I was like, why have I got to get Maz on? The reason, so many things, because why does being interesting matter at the moment? When you're trying to get through a crisis, like for, for those people who are listening to this is that possibly um, we have lots of experts who listen to the podcast. So they're people who, who are trying to get cut through in their content. So maybe it's videos and blogs and things like that. Um, there's also um, so many people stuck on this screen on a Zoom meeting and people have got Zoom fatigue. Um, and so now we're spending all these endless hours in front of a computer screen and trying to communicate and people are zoning out or people are, I, do you know, I have to share with you, I saw a video the other day. It was a, a young um, kid with homeschooling that was on through school and this kid had filmed himself on zoom like as if he was sitting there listening to the lesson he took the video and loaded it as his virtual background and took off love that child you see, i love <laughs> children like that that's that awesome that's the child <laughs> i wish i had you see, uh, see i'm going to say something to you that uh, everyone is going to start boo boohooing me and kind of going i hate you i hate you there's no such thing as zoom fatigue They're right and there's no such right. thing Charity fatigue. I did something with a big charity recently and I was on the panel. Well, it wasn't recently. It was about a year ago, but I'm very old. Right. So that's recently in my life. And I was on the panel with uh, an advertising guy and a social media guy. And they were talking about charity fatigue and the room was nodding. And right. I, thought, oh, I don't know whether to tell them what I think or whether to just agree with everyone. But I thought there's okay. no respect in agreeing with everyone if it's not honest. So I said, okay, yes. I'm going to say something to you. I think you're going to really hate me, all of you, and especially you two. But I really want to say this to you because you've got to hear it. Yeah. There isn't charity fatigue and there isn't Zoom fatigue. You're just not doing it well enough. Mm. I haven't cried all the tears I'm going to cry in my life. I haven't felt all the attachment and the emotion. I haven't given away my last dollar. I just haven't. Mm. Mm. But you're in really, really big competition for dollars. So you've got to work harder. So it's very easy yes. to say, actually, it's not me. It's them. They're fatigued. You go, no, your storytelling isn't good enough. Yeah. It really isn't good enough. Yes. And yes. if you have Zoom fatigue, I will say this to you. When was the last time you had Killing Eve fatigue or the Tiger That's King right. fatigue? Oh, God, I'm so fatigued watching the Tiger King. I can barely watch 18 of them in an <laughs> evening. It's not the screen. <laughs> so true. 
I want to do um, a book called, am I allowed to say the P-E-N-I-S word? Yes. <laughs> I want to do a book called The Penis and the PowerPoint. And right. the thing is, it's not the thing, it's what you do with it. Because I think the PowerPoint can be amazing if yes. you use it. If you use it right. Yes. Really well. It's fascinating. PowerPoint is the reason that Brené Brown is famous. That beautiful yes. moment. When she did that research and she said, so I did this and I did this and I talked about this. And you know what happened next? Click, next slide, breakdown. That's right. That was amazing content. It was a life-changing moment. And that was vulnerable, the fact that she did that. But if she did it, if she'd said, you know what happened next? I had a breakdown. Two years later, my husband left me and uh, the dog went next door and never came back. No. Mm, no. She used PowerPoint in a really amazing, interesting, surprising and entertaining way. And yes, you know, there's nothing wrong with PowerPoint if you use it properly. So, Maz, you just started to touch on a point. So, because um, a couple of things I want to share with, with people to make sure I don't lose that moment. So, you obviously talked about, I don't want to talk, um, I don't want to lose what you said there, and I want to talk about your book. So, let's go where, where you just went then, and then I want to talk about your book. But, of course, for those who are sitting here listening, is going, okay, so if if Brene Brown has been able to make that interesting and that's been a pivotal moment for her career, I'm sitting on Zoom and I've now adopted this philosophy that we've got Zoom fatigue and so now everybody doesn't want to do Zoom meetings or charity fatigue and like you say, can you share with us what are some of the things that you suggest to people? So you talk about, I know you talk about surprise um, in your, uh, when you speak. I've seen you speak a number of times, which is fantastic. So if, you, if people are thinking about getting um, an amazing speaker for their conferences, you've got to get Maz. Um, so can you give us some idea of what are the principles or are there any key things behind what makes something interesting that you look for when you're working with people? Yeah, everyone has an amazing story. Okay. Everybody. Okay. But it's really, really, really hard work to tell your story. The most difficult thing you will ever write in your life, it's not your marriage vows or your lease or in, that's all easy. I love you, darling, and I'm really not going to cheat on you with your really, really hot best friend. We're good. You know, that's quite easy to write. <laughs> but if you want to write about yourself, and explain what you do and why you do it in an entertaining way that grabs my attention and keeps my attention. It's the mm -hmm. hardest thing to do. Yeah. So have a think about, if you're inviting people to a Zoom meeting, I like to set the scene. So I have maybe five slides that I like to have up at the very beginning that are conversation starters. So okay. uh, things like um, you're stuck in a, a reality TV show for a month. Which one? Why? You're in a car chase. Uh, what's playing on the radio what's the song that plays every time you walk into a room why yes. in anything that is a conversation starter i think okay gets people just chatting because you want yeah. people to interact uh, yes. if you uh do little quizzes so i do quizzes and um i give my book away uh so anything that you get i ask questions a lot as well and i interact yes. with people and i you know i kind of go oh yeah i agree with you jim you know oh, bob completely disagree bob i hate you bob i'm never going to speak to you ever again so i can't <laughs> engage people um if you i have three rules of content mm -hmm. if you get okay. one of them you're doing really well if you get two you're good if you're three then i will give you a job uh, and they are these three things which are very very mm -hmm. very very simple but it did take me 25 years to really distill it 
Right. Uh, so here's 25 years worth of IP. It's very simple. Wow. Okay. We feel very special. Make me laugh. Comedy trumps everything. Okay. If you can have one line in your introduction or whatever it is. So when I used to make uh, big reality TV shows and I was at conferences uh, and I would say to people, so me, you know, when you watch TV and there's all that reality stuff on and you just go, is there nothing but this absolute rubbish nonsense on television, all those big reality TV shows, and you know that they've got a budget of about 20 million and yeah, they've got big stars. Yeah. And they've got big audiences. and Yeah. They've got big budgets. Yeah. But you just go, is there nothing but that nonsense on television? I make that nonsense. That's my job. <laughs> so what I would say to people is, I make the big shows. People give me a lot of money, big audiences. I do the big stuff. But I yeah. don't want to say it like, look at me, I'm so magnificent. And I'm really hot as well. <laughs> I try and do it in a way that is a bit funny. So comedy yeah. trumps everything. If you can make right. your audience laugh in one tiny little way, even if you say, uh, what's going to be interesting today is I'm not at all funny. There'll be no laughs whatsoever. If you, you know, if I sneak in a laugh by mistake, it's a mistake, just so you know. <laughs> Whatever you can do that gives you some sort of energy, laughter, you never sit at a comedy festival and not laugh. If people are laughing at the table next to you, your laugh makes you feel good. You love it. Yes. So make me laugh. The second okay, one make me laugh. Yep. is make me cry. Mm -hmm. And I don't suggest people come around my house and say, you've put on weight and you're getting old looking. <laughs> It's a different kind of cry. It's <laughs> give me emotion. Make me right. care. Make right. me care. On the launch show of things like Big Brother, I ran Five Big Brothers, we had mm. to get you to care about 12, 15 people. Yeah. About 90 minutes. We had to get you to care about them so much that you would stay with us for 100 days. Wow. We had to tell a story in 90 seconds about that person that was so full of interest and comedy that it made you care if you don't care about something on tv it's dead people don't care mm. about why you do your business you know if they don't feel emotionally mm. attached to you no you've got to get people to care and the last one is surprise me huh? we love surprises it's why we wrap presents right you know yes. we love on tv the moment where the cloche comes off the beautiful dish you go oh my goodness you know we open yes. the room and you go oh a gold bathroom you know you stand on the scales oh you've lost 85 kilos right so yeah, make me laugh course. make me cry surprise me surprise me Great. and if you look at what i think is the best piece of content ever made in the history of content is the clip mm -hmm. of susan boyle it's probably about yes. 15 years old now maybe 20 yeah. years old still stands the test of time right it is beautifully produced by a guy who used to work for me called ben thursby who's a genius wow i'm not expecting anyone to be his standard however on friday night nobody in the world knew susan boyle on monday she was on oprah mm. and it's not because she's a great singer it's because he told a story that made you laugh and made you cry and surprised you and when i run uh, i run workshops for people to get a job which is called How Susan Ball Can Help You Get a Job. And we play Susan Ball Bingo. And <laughs> every time you laugh or you feel like you want to cry, you feel emotional or you're surprised, you dob it in. Dob, 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 dob. Right. It's just magnificent. So I would say open right. a bottle of wine later, play it for yourself. Put laugh, right. cry, surprise, watch it. 
tick, 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 tick. It works. You do those three things and you think about anything. Sport, yeah. News. I'm thinking, you know, around your meetings, whether it's whether it's virtual. If you if you're listening to this, we have a lot of experts and speakers. I'm thinking your keynotes. Um, your um, videos like there's so much more being done with um, um, video content so yes and that's the simplicity of that and I get the years of work that have gone into you distilling that like you said it is a really long time to work out something simple and the other thing is just don't make it complicated people are really complicated you go right make it really simple simple is everything and the last thing I would say is you have to grab my attention really yeah. quickly okay i call it prime real estate lots of speakers yes. so for all the speakers who are listening to this i'm going to say something that's going to make you very cross now uh when you have the name of your <laughs> session and your name above it guess what i know that yeah exactly i've paid to be there or i'm on the schedule and i kind of go okay so it's jim smith and it's all about integration and you've got jim smith integration that's your prime real estate people are walking to the room they're sitting in front of that slide for a long time that slide mm. has to make me interested in some way or make me laugh or set the tone for what's going to happen. Put a joke on yes. it. Do anything. Yeah. But don't tell me. I call it the what no it shit says show. on the brochure. <laughs> yeah, you kind of go, oh, no shit, Sherlock. Of course, that's what it is. And I you love know, that TV, mess. people say it. They'll say, you know, I really want to win this. I'm going to give it 110%. It's not my time to go. I'm nervous but excited. Dead, white noise. Same thing. Yep. It's got to be engaging. I love that, Maz. You know, your experience. Do you think everyone hates me? So... Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. Goodbye. Of course not. <laughs> I'm moving. Uh, yeah, oh, I love that, Maz, because and all those things also stand the test of time. Like that's 25 years of work and that's regardless. Like what I love about what you're saying is despite disruption, despite change, despite, despite pivoting, despite all these things is that those things are still a constant. Those things have not changed. And those things are still more relevant than ever. It's just that when you're dealing, the thing is at the moment, we're dealing with so much more noise than what we have, you know, so we still have, if we look at, there's more eyeballs on computer screens. Um, There's people trying to cope with so much going on at home. Kids are back at school by now, obviously, but for a lot, they're coping with kids who have been at home, but they're coping with everything going on. So we've got to work harder to get the cut through and to get the attention. Um, So it's almost like what you're saying is um, almost that end 10 exit (laughs) because at the moment you've kind of got to get as much cut through as you possibly can. It's the single most vital thing in every business is attention. Yeah. It's attention. It's what we're all fighting for. And Mm. the great comfort I can give everyone is this, that the world is changing, the world is changing, the world has changed. And, you know, we use phones, we use laptops, we use everything else. But here is the absolute fact of life. Mm. The software that you and I use, Jane, every single day, for every decision we make has not changed since Mm. the dawn of time. And it is this. It's my brain. And it doesn't matter whether information is coming at me uh, on my iPhone or on my laptop or on a tablet or on a big screen, or if I'm reading it in a book or someone's shouting at me, you know, through a window, it doesn't matter because I will process it with this. And people get really complicated about stuff. It doesn't matter how it Mm. comes to me. If it isn't interesting, 
I will not give you my attention. It is that mm. simple. It's the number one thing. The number one That's thing so before you do anything else in your life, you have to have attention. And then yes. you can go on to inform or sell or offer your service or whatever it is that is your business or speak to people, or make video, whatever it is. But if you don't have my attention in the first place, does it matter if you have the best product or the service in the world? Yes. No one knows about it. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody's engaged and no one's going to buy it. No. And just on that, Maz, I, what I haven't asked you about is the, the um, print on your wall behind you about the element of surprise. <laughs> so people are probably watching you going, is she going to ask her about it? And I've been meaning to. <laughs> so, and that creates, it's that whole curiosity thing, right? So um, can you tell us a bit about it? Yes, I bought it in Cuba uh, and he is a cigar magnate. Uh, right. And the reason I bought it is my father, who has passed away, uh, loved cigars. And right. he used to pretend that he uh, didn't smoke, but he used to smell of cigars all the time. Uh, <laughs> and he spent an enormous amount of time walking the dog or in the shed. Uh, and he would come back smelling like <laughs> Poor <Christmas>. dog. <laughs> yeah, and he'd kind of go, are you smoking cigars? I'd go, not me. Good Lord, no. Uh, and my father looked very like this guy. So um, oh, really, he's uh, yeah, he's been to I think uh, he's been to LA with me and to London oh, and wow. to Melbourne and to the Gold Coast and lots of wow. art I give away to um, friends to kind of babysit. But he comes with me. Oh, I love that. What a great story. Um, Maz, so you have to tell us the next thing I wanted to get to was your book. You've written this fantastic <laughs> book, which I just love. And um, oh, so much to love about your book. First of all, it's called Not Famous, um, Stories to Help You Navigate the Biggest Show of All, Life. And how awesome is the title? I love the colour, like this artwork of you. It's just, you are so cool. Um, oh, I love you. Lady. <laughs> and uh, so many reasons to love this. I, it's, if you haven't read Maz's book, it's um, full of all her amazing stories in her life. So all the famous people she's met, it's pretty much mostly full of stories of working with famous people, but all the things that she learnt as a result of working with all these people, there's stories like of people like Harrison Ford and um, all sorts of people. There's hilarious, hilarious stories. Um, Michael Hutchins, so from the story about him. Um, I loved him. Uh, yeah. There's so uh -huh. many in here. It's such a great book. Um, what made you decide to start to tell and tell all your stories? What made you decide to write the book and to start to share some of this? Well, I've been meaning to write a book forever. Uh, and I knew that you know, I've had a really amazingly wonderful career, you know, mm. fashion, then TV, and now speaking mm. and training. Just, you know, mm. I couldn't do this now without having done that. It would be mm. impossible uh, because, you know, the more things that go wrong, the smarter you get. And, and it's great. You know, we learn so much from when things go wrong. And what's brilliant in my life is when I've made mistakes, you've all read about them. Uh, you know, the front page of everything. <laughs> uh, someone sent me, my lovely ex-business partner, Alison Black, the world's loveliest yes. woman. She sent me uh, a... Um, a thing yesterday about the launch of Big Brother and it had yes. the 10 most controversial moments uh, on Big Brother. Uh, how many of the top five do you think were mine? Oh, all yours. Yeah, that's right. Four. Oh, four of them. Four, four of the top yeah, five there you go. Uh, were mine. And I was <laughs> flicking through and I went, oh yeah, I did that one. Yep. Oh, yeah, I did that I one. That. 
Yeah, that's mine. And then number four wasn't brilliant. Only three. Number five, that's mine. Uh, so yes, it's it's been a really, really, really amazing life. I have met so many celebrities, and I've paid attention to them and why mm. they're at the top of their game. Right. And it's not a mistake, you know, mm. that people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, are Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, this is a man mm. who came to America, uh, you know, with a very heavy accent. Uh, couldn't act really you know but became one of the most famous men on earth and you think there's a reason for that mm. it's not a fluke none of it is no. a fluke mm. so i looked at all of them and i thought what have i learned from you and i knew i wanted to write a book and i thought i i don't want to write a memoir because who cares but i wanted to write a book that would benefit people so uh i have a list of about a hundred stories and what i've learned from people and mm. I want to, this one was written for the CEO summit back in February. Uh, yes. So it's an edition and it's the one that's going to publishers. See if they like it enough to give me some money and say, Hey, yeah, write the big book. And I want to split <laughs> them into leadership, uh, communications, uh, leaving school, you know, reinventing yourself. Why failure is fantastic. Uh, and really theme them, but they're all, I like things that are really simple. Yes. I'm very, 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 very simple in my thinking. I can take very complicated things and make them simple, which is yes. essentially what television is. Uh, you take yes. stuff that isn't very interesting, you make it interesting, you make it very simple, everyone can understand it, it's great. So I wanted to write a book yes. that was very easy to understand, uh, had a structure, so I'm going to tell you a story, and then I'm going to tell you yes. what I've learned from the story, and then I'm going to reiterate what I've learned from the story, and then I'm going to give you a little exercise uh, so you can remember what you've learned from the yes. story. I'm thinking of making it seven chapters and calling it the movement movement. So you read it in the loo uh, and you read one <laughs> chapter a day and at the end of the week, your life's changed. I love that. That's, That's hilarious. Book for the toilet. I love it, Maz. I love it. Um, Maz, just quickly, can you share with, uh, if you had to choose a story out of your book that you think would be one of the, one of your favorites or one of the most memorable or the one that you learnt the most from uh, in terms of um, what's in here to give people a bit of an idea and also to give people a bit of an idea if they want to get you to come and work with their teams or if you're speaking at an event. Does anything come to mind? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, I know. I know, completely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I firmly believe that uh, good leadership trickles down from the top mm. very simple you yes. know when i used to run big brother i never rushed anywhere ever you know if things were okay. an absolute catastrophe i kept smiling so i thought if everyone i'm a bit of a nervous flyer so i watch the hosties and if all of them go to the back of the plane think the plane's on fire uh you know because i love to <laughs> catastrophize everything i can uh, so I wanted to be the person that was the calm and you know if people came into the office and they say right I've done something terrible they go okay how terrible is it full front page terrible or is it page five terrible <laughs> or are we just a little bit in confidential and they go page one they go okay you better sit down <laughs> you know what do you do so yeah uh, I worked on a show called The Big Breakfast and mm. it was a Holy morning eights, show right with Paula Yates. And I have to say, I really loved Paula. I really, really mm. liked her. She was very famous, had no idea that she was really famous and didn't really, she wasn't terribly interested in famous people because she'd been surrounded by them all her life. So right. it didn't mean anything to her. And right. we were interviewing Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold Schwarzenegger was the biggest star in the world at the time. 
he was right. Arnie. You know, he's the man with, you know, five syllables. N-A. Uh, five <laughs> letters, rather. Two syllables. <laughs> this is like mm -hmm. a, no, it's a film. Uh, and we had seven minutes with him. And from the moment he walks in the door to the moment he leaves. And his publicist and his whole team were terrifying. And was saying, you know, you have seven minutes with him. Not seven and a half. You have seven. And you've got to be polite to Mr. Schwartz. I went, no, 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 we're ready to go. We're all set up. We're good. We're, we'll take seven minutes. And I said to Paula, you know, be nice to him, Paula. He's very, 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 very famous. And Paula just didn't understand famous people at all. She's just fine with everyone. Didn't care. I went, no, be nice. And she said, I know him. It's fine. I know him. <laughs> Great. Uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger walked in and he did this thing that I think really smart and very charismatic people do. He made eye contact with all of us. So I said, hi, I'm Maz. I'm the producer. Shook hands with him. And you know, he looks you in the eye and he smiles. Hello, Maz. Nice to meet you. And then camera, light. You know, this is the uh, celebrity producer, Susie. This is, you know, went around the room. Made eye contact with all of us. And he said, and this is Paula. And I said, I think you've met Paula before. And he said, yes, I have met Paula. She's been to my home. And Paula said, yes, I have met this old. And then she called him the C word. Oh. <laughs> and at this point, the publicist is literally like her face is here, <laughs> boring through my brain, straight out the other side, like literally lasering the wallpaper off the wall. And I just think, well, this is all over. I'm going to open a cake shop in Bath or become a surrogate mother or something. <laughs> And he did this thing that brilliant leaders do. And he looked at Paula and at that moment, he could have turned around and he could have walked out. He's a really big star. And we would have talked mm. about it, but not that much because we don't want really to be indiscreet. And you know what, we would have deserved it really. And we want other people from the film company. We probably wouldn't have said much, but we could home and say, fair day. But he didn't. He started to laugh so hard. He laughed and laughed and laughed. And of course, we started laughing. And Paula's just smiling at him because she knows, you know, she doesn't care either. She's just like that. Yeah. You know, all kind of cuteness <laughs> and beautiful. And, you know, she started laughing. She went, so let me tell you the story. And then he started to tell me the story of Paula was at his house and why she called him the C word. And she was chatting to him and Warren Beatty, good name dropping. And, yes. uh, and he's saying it to me like he's sort of pleading his case with me like I'm Judge Judy and I'm looking at him like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah. <laughs> right. What happened next? OK. Yeah, that seems reasonable. <laughs> and anyway, he was chatting and Baby Peaches, when they were chatting, pulled Paula's dress apart and just clamped onto Paula's breast and started breastfeeding. Uh, and Paula <laughs> couldn't care less. She couldn't care less. And to make sure that she wasn't embarrassed, like it was possible for Paula to be embarrassed, Warren Beatty and lovely Arnie walked off. It just turned around and walked off to, you know, save right. her modesty. And of course, Paula yeah. has no modesty. So she just thought, what are they walking <laughs> off for? And uh, then she started to tell the story. So I'm Judge Judy. I'm like, I'm done with you. I'm just hearing her now. Yeah, rest your case, Your Honour. And then she started to tell me. And then, you know, they turned, and for God's sake, it's a baby. And you couldn't see anything. Her head was, and um, so everyone was laughing. But I thought, <laughs> you chose the tone of the room. You set the tone for that room. And you know mm. that you're the leader in that room. You know, he's mm. smart enough to know that he absolutely set the tone. And when he started mm. really, 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 really laughing, we all laughed. And I think mm. that leaders forget that sometime, sometimes, sometimes mm. that 
you set the tone. In a meeting, if you walk in and you're full of laughter and you start the meeting in a funny way and you're warm and you're kind to everyone, guess what? Yes. Everyone will enjoy it and they'll be warm and kind yes. when they leave the room. Yes. And it's your job as a leader, like a parent, to love your kids, even the naughty ones that sometimes you don't really yes. like. Yes. Job to love them. It's your job. It's actually yeah. the transference of labour and love and money. Someone's giving you money to love them and some of them are difficult yes. children. But yeah, yeah that's I think so um, true. that was profound. And that's... a very quick one. Mary J. Blige, I said, what's the best advice anyone's ever given you? The um, rapper, she mm -hmm. said, Shaka Khan had said to her once, Mary, get out of your own way. Oh my God, and I said, were you in your way? And she went, oh yeah, I was finding a thousand reasons not mm -hmm. to do stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. I thought, yeah, I'm wow. in my own way sometimes. Yeah. She's amazing too. I've seen her in concert here in Brisbane. She was just extraordinary. She's great. I really liked her. I did a show in LA called LA Pool Party, which I thought was the worst show ever made, but it won an award. So what do I know? And it, <laughs> it was, it just wasn't for me. It was for young, it was for young people. I was probably about 36 or something at the time. It's probably for 19 okay. year olds. And she arrived and it was a big setup like big house and there's extras everywhere, probably about 60 extras and, you know, 20 cameras, a big deal. And I said, hello, Mary, I'm Maz, I'm the producer. And she said, you're on this? I went, yeah. And I introduced her to the host, three women. She went, three women hosts? And I said, yeah. And at the end of it, she just pulled me to one side and she said, I have a lot of respect for you. And I said, oh, same with you. And uh, I said, you know, I, everything I've read about you has said that you're really difficult and you could not be more charming. You are absolutely so supportive and charming and lovely. And she said, here's the thing. I'm in a meeting with Jay-Z and Snoop and I ask for something and I'm difficult and they're great businessmen. And she said, mm. you're really different in my world. You know, I'm seen mm. as difficult. They're seen as really smart. And uh, she said, I know in your industry that you will have worked twice as hard as most of the guys for, you know, half the money, half the praise. If you're running this, you're good. Joe, mm. I am actually, I am good. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I spend very bad with money, but I'm very good at making television. Uh, well, what a great story. Both those stories are just, I, I love that, you know, you've been able to take some of the experiences that you've had and turn them into such great learning opportunities to for anyone to be able to come and work with you. So whether they're, whether it's a group of leaders or whether it's a team, what I love about working with you is that you are deeply insightful, relevant, and you make it so much fun. And so you don't even, I think you don't even feel like it for sometimes, um, you know, after seeing you speak a few times, it's like you forget that you're learning stuff. It just feels like it's really fun. But uh, you forget That's, that you're actually learning some things along the yes. way. It's very much by design. I call it Trojan yes. horse training. Oh, I like you that. get to the end and what I love is when people write to me and they say I laughed my head off and then when I got home I'd written 32 pages of notes exactly brilliant you weren't yeah. supposed to notice that it was a lecture or a talk yeah you know? that you were actually previous working. I want you to learn so I'm going to make it interesting because if yeah. I just shout at you uh you know five facts they're not going to go in so no. when you weave information into stories and you make it as funny as you can, and you can be surprising, uh, you know, you're making you laugh, you're making you cry and surprising people. So it does go in. It, it really sticks does. in your brain. 
Well, Maz, certainly, I think tonight you definitely have done that in terms of we could sit here and chat for hours and I live, for, I love listening to you and all your stories oh, and just being able to have that energy and essence and presence of who you are. So, um, so if you're listening to this or you're watching this interview with Maz and you need to somehow think about ways, whether you want Maz to come and work with your team on that, or maybe you want to learn some ways to make your, um, whether it's your interactions with your team more interesting, whether it's marketing, whether it's messaging and communications and videos and whatever it might be, is um, reach out to Maz. So Maz, where do you want people to reach out to you? Um, and uh, um, yeah, so where are they best to reach out to you? And have you got anything that, like, do you want them to um, uh, like request anything from you or anything like that? If, if they want to access the book or what, what are they supposed to do? Where would you like them to go? Yeah, the easiest thing to do is uh, LinkedIn. So I'm very into LinkedIn yeah, okay. at the moment. I've suddenly mm. gone mad for it. Uh, on LinkedIn, I am Maz Speaks. So M-A-Z-S-P-E-A-K-S. Very, very simple. Uh, yes. And if you would like a copy of the book, uh, write to me and uh, make me laugh. <laughs> make me laugh, <laughs> you can have a copy of the book. Make I've got laugh, about you get 20 left. Yeah, if you make me laugh, make okay. me cry, surprise me. And what I would love you to do, actually, is send me your one line. If you've got a really good one line about yourself, you're going to go... I worked with a woman recently who's a CEO. No, she was a, a lawyer for CEOs. And we did some work on her one line and mm. uh, it wasn't wildly interesting. Uh, and then we worked it up and uh, now when she introduces herself to people, she'll say, you know, I'm a high-end lawyer. My job is to make sure I keep senior CEOs out of jail. <laughs> what a beautiful that. line. It's such a good it. line. Give me a one line, make me laugh, make me cry, surprise me, and uh, I'll send you a book. I've got about 20 left, I think. I've got to send some off to publishers. But then um, I've got about 20 in the little box behind me. And they're yours oh. if you'd like them. All right. Well, get onto it quick, everyone. So if you're watching and listening, reach out to Maz. She's Maz Speaks at link, on LinkedIn. And, uh, and she wants to hear you one line or to be able to work out, share with her how you make a laugh, make a cry and surprise her. And you can get your hands on one of these hot little babies. So, um, so thank you so much, Maz, for thank your you. generosity and your time tonight. I know how busy you are, particularly helping people through all this stuff at the moment. So um, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the show with, uh, in the new year, perhaps, when all this is passed. And then we can, it'll still be, we still need to make people laugh, make people cry and surprise them. But hopefully it's just not uh, in a, well, hopefully it's in a better environment than it is now. But thank you for helping yeah. us get find ways to have courage in a crisis and have the courage out of today to find out ways to get make things have the courage to make things interesting what i have been saying to yes. people is during this time is don't be don't allow this time to allow you to go into panic fear and hide and play oh. small is that you have to actually work a bit harder. It take the time to have a look at, well, what can I do to make this interesting? Make sure you jump on Maz's uh, website, reach out on LinkedIn, Maz's book, and think about what can you do to make people laugh, cry, and surprise them. And if you can do that, you're going to have people who are a lot more engaged and not suffering from things like Zoom fatigue. Exactly. Thanks again and for having coming on. <laughs> so much, Jane. You know, I think you're magnificent. And what you do is so... Your content is phenomenal, and I am very critical of content, obviously, given my job. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> thank your communication you. is perfect, and you are one of the kindest people I know, so thank you. 
Oh, you're so kind. Thank you, Maz. All right. Thanks, we'll see darling. you soon. Bye. Bye.